Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Elizabeth Reese, and this is Best to the Nest, the podcast that's all about creating strong, comfortable, beautiful nests that prepare us to fly. Marjorie is having a little technical difficulty, so she is taking the day off. She's going to get a nice little bit of rest, but I'm really excited about today's episode. This is a topic that I've wanted to talk about for a long time, and then, of course, when I think of these things that I want to be talking about, there's always like another little sign that pops up, and that was an email from a good friend of the podcast. Annalisha Nimala that announced that she was going to be doing something called an earthing challenge, an earthing challenge. And I thought, what a joyful, wonderful thing. And so I reached out to Annalisha and said, okay, we've got to talk about this on the podcast. And so today's topic is keeping your feet on the ground. And we are going to get right to Annalisha and start to dig into this. And if you're not familiar with her, Annalisha has been a guest on the podcast before. She sponsored the podcast before, so she is very near and dear to our hearts here on Best to the Nest, and she works with individuals who want to be fit and healthy, but even more than that, want to be fit and healthy in a long-term time frame and in a way that isn't like messing with your head or your kids' heads. It's a groundbreaking philosophy that she's come up with that guides others in finding their healthy living sweet spot so that you can just be healthy easily and not have to think so much about it. It's a sustainable method and it fosters peace of mind. And she does this through her exercise 180 movement. She calls it E180 and she doesn't mess around. Annalisha, welcome back to Best of the Nest. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, I love that we are having this conversation because I've been just reading about earthing and I actually got for my birthday an earthing mat and we'll talk about that in a little bit too. But I want to talk about this challenge that you issued to members of your community. So why don't we start there when you thought, okay, I want people to literally put their feet on the ground. And in this odd world that we live in, I have to actually challenge people to do that. What was the, (laughs) um, what was the motivating factor there? Yeah. Well, you know, I had heard about earthing, I think a little bit, a few years prior to initiating this challenge, but I didn't know a ton about it. What I did know is um, I, I would just every once in a while put my feet on the ground and think, okay, this feels kind of healthy. Um, but then in <laughs> June, my husband and I came across um, a documentary on earthing, and we watched that. And the documentary kind of puts some science behind it. So the idea of earthing is very simple. It's just going barefoot on the ground. Um, mm-hmm. So getting yourself connected to the earth. And this is like wisdom that indigenous cultures have been practicing for eons, right? But what the earthing documentary did for me is it just helped open my eyes to some of the science behind it, which is really put simply is that there's an electrical charge, so to speak, that comes up from the earth that is healthy for our body, which sounds a little weird. But when you think about like the fact that we understand there's an electric electrical charge coming down from the sun, 
Um, we don't question that, right? But the idea of earthing is it goes the other way as well. And a lot of the things like our shoes, even towels, yoga mats can block that electrical charge coming up. And so my husband and I watched the documentary in June. We started practicing it a little bit in our own life and really just started to feel the subtle but powerful calming, grounding effects. And so then um, I knew I had to initiate it as a challenge. I do these challenges with my members. Um, typically, they're 21-day challenges of just adding in something good to improve our health, which sounds simple, but I think that's the difference between in, truly improving our health in a sustainable way and not. And so typically these challenges just involve like, what's one good thing you can add in for a little bit of time. So we do a 21 day movement challenge. Sometimes it's a water challenge, salad challenge. This time it was an earthing challenge where I (laughs) uh, challenged them to go barefoot in July for 21 days, at least five minutes a day on the ground. Okay. So when you've, when you've been researching this and learning about this and then talking about it with people, I mean, how long do you think we need to be standing on the ground? Cause you said yeah. at least five minutes. Yeah. I mean, that doesn't seem like very much time. Yeah. I mean, where do you start to see an impact in time spent with your bare feet on the earth? Honestly, I, I think it's immediately. I, I think because we have been so disconnected as a culture, I think any tiny little bit of connection to the earth can make a huge difference. I, I obviously think probably the longer the better, right? But yeah. I also think sometimes just like with anything, just like with with vegetables, with uh, water, with movement, we often think it's like all or nothing. Like I have to get this intense 60 minute workout in or it's not worth going on a 10 minute walk. And what Mm -hmm. I like to open people's eyes to is is that a little bit can go a long way. And I think that applies to earthing as well. So I think any tiny little bit can make a big difference. But of course, if you have the opportunity to extend it, I think that's always good too. I think that's so interesting. And it is such a simple thing. But, you know, what we do is we... I, I always think it's funny that we have to have, you know, we've got like all of this knowledge from our ancestors and and particularly like in you know in North America when you look at like the indigenous people and mm-hmm. um and the practices and the wellness practices and all of this like amazing knowledge that is just so devastating how much of that has been wiped away for myriad of reasons but yes that we have to find this science to be able to prove <laughs> that then it's like okay and i i mean i love that you like learn the science and i love that people are talking about it i think that's really great but i also think it's like really funny that you know you can we can know intuitively that something feels good, is good, makes us better. But like for some reason in 2021, we have to have like some sort of double blind study to figure so out true. Like, to like legitimize anything, which is just very bizarre to me. I don't know. I, I definitely like both spectrums. I mean, I, yeah. I like the, the combination and kind of a holistic look at what makes sense because obviously you can look at people in early medicine were like using leeches to treat people, which we've since found out wasn't exactly the best yeah. way to go about it. But this earthing idea is so interesting. And where, where I really found it so fascinating was when I was hearing about earthing and kind of doing this research and and there was a guy who ran a television station who's like he's all about everything he wrote a book about it the whole deal i'll find his name and i'll link it up in the show notes but he he talked about how this became intuitive to him was because he had he worked at a television station where there's a huge tower that goes up into the into the sky and it's always grounded and every mm-hmm. single thing that is electrified is grounded. I mean, you think about your house, your outlets are grounded. You think about 
all of these different things in terms of like protecting yourself from lightning strike, like all that stuff being grounded is so important. And so of course, that idea of like the earth having a charge and everything in it having some sort of electrical charge makes total sense. So when you stand on the ground barefoot, I'm assuming this means like, I mean, you're not standing on concrete and you can't, and you talked about like yoga mats even, like what gets in the way of our connection to the earth if we're wearing something? Yeah. I think most things, however, I have heard that concrete, if you have to stand on something aside from like grass or soil, concrete yeah. actually is the next best oh, option. That's what it's I've just heard. Sand. I guess it's ground up sand, right? I, I guess. Yes, I guess. But <laughs> I, think, I think the biggest thing is like plasticky stuff. So like think of your yeah. tennis shoes. I think the, that is the biggest problem. There's just no way for that currency to get through that. Like I said, yoga mats. But then when I was looking into it, I, I even saw like towels. I think there sometimes it can't get through that. So I, when I was practicing this earthing challenge, I would sometimes like go outside, put a towel down by the river. And then I would just make sure like my feet, my bare feet are on the ground. Um, mm-hmm. So I think as, as much skin as you can get connected, I think the better. But I do want to say, I, I wonder if that guy you referenced, I think he was in the documentary too. He was like oh, a- sure. Yeah, he was like a um, cable guy, like you said. He yeah. worked with yeah. So I think um, I think I know who you're talking about, and it was fascinating the connections he made because of that experience that he had. Which I also think is just so interesting because obviously, like his focus on his career has been technology and television, and then yeah. that is how he really connected this this being next to the earth and the electromagnetic field of it. That's right. that's so important, and that really helps to get our bodies in balance. So, okay. So you guys do this challenge yourselves. And then of course you get members of your community to do it too. And, Mm -hmm. and then what are some of the observations when people are regularly going from, I mean, you can be outside a lot and never have your bare feet touch the ground. Yes. Right. Yeah. That is, I'm so glad you brought that up because that was one thing people reach out to me to tell me, like, I didn't realize how much I didn't touch the ground. I was outside going on a walk. I was out, you know, I was doing this. I was sunbathing with a towel down, but, but I think you're exactly right. I think we don't realize and until we become conscious of it in our Western culture, how much we're just disconnected from the actual touch. Um, so that was one thing. It was, a it helped bring a lot of awareness to that for my members. But I, I mean, I heard incredible stories. People who uh, weren't sleeping well prior were suddenly sleeping seven to eight hours straight. Um, emotional and mental health was huge. There was just like an overwhelming, like, I just feel calmer. And when I don't, I can go out, I do a little earthing now, and I feel a little calmer. Um, mm-hmm. There was also, you know, for me, I would say, like, I didn't notice this, like, huge, you know, I didn't suddenly have like this awful rash and then it's gone. But what I did notice, you know, like something really, <laughs> can't, <laughs> yeah, but, but, but things like that happen, you know what I mean? With like inflammatory conditions because yeah, it's an anti-inflammatory right. practice, it can really mm-hmm. help with injuries. It can help with, with eruptions of things, but I didn't mm-hmm. have like this before or after sort of like picturesque moment. But what I did notice was just this, like just this subtle, gentle, uh, call to the earth as, as like, uh, maybe cliche or silly as that sounds, I would notice if I was inside, you know, after doing the challenge, if I was inside for a long time, I would be like, Oh, wow, I, I really want to go outside and just sit on the ground yeah. for five minutes. And then wow. I would notice that same sort of just like calming 
feeling. And so there was, it, it went from very, very tangible results where people are noticing I'm sleeping better, I'm calmer to more subtle, like I like this, I don't, and I don't know why. And I think that's the beauty of, of things that are naturally healthy. That's how I kind of have like a dis- discernment. Is this like bringing me back to natural health or is this bringing me mm-hmm. in the, on the other end of the spectrum of, of more controlling diet industry type health? And when it's natural health, I think it's just like this gentle pull, you know, and then it's just this gentle integration into your being. And then you just start to notice, oh, this, you know, I'm thinking of our last conversation like a year or so ago when I, when I said settle into your being and that really stood out yeah. to you. It's kind of I another, another practice of that kind of just like settles you into your being, um, settles you into the natural flow of life and, and more connection to connection with the earth. But then I think too, like with, with nature and with other people. I think that is so great. And I, I loved when you said that. And now you bring that up again. And I'm like, gosh, I've got to make sure that I write that somewhere. Because every time you say those words, I don't know if you ever have those things. And I've talked about this before. This has happened to me in different times of life where I've just heard words that I clearly like needed mm-hmm. to hear yeah. and that they just resonate with me. One was at my first yoga class. I think I've told you this before at my first mm-hmm. yoga class after I had Bernie, when I hadn't been to, out to a workout class, much less a yoga class. And I was the least flexible of my entire life. Yeah. I remember looking at myself in that yoga class mirror and being like, what in the hell is going on here? Like yeah. this is, I mean, I've never been like especially proud of my warrior too, but this is like <laughs> at the bottom of the barrel. This is like, this is not even warrior point one. This is like unbelievable. But that being said, then the yoga instructor said, you are enough. It like, here's what we can focus on at the end as we're laying in Shavasana. Just remember that you are enough. And of course I start like sobbing in the class and that, um, that settle into your being, I think really resonates with me. I'm sure it resonates with other people too, because it, that helps just make decisions about where you want to be spending your time and your energy. If things help you feel settled into your being, it's Mm -hmm. an auto yes. And I like love when you can get things, when you can just sort of have things that really clearly make the prioritization process happen easily. Yes. Oh, well said. Yeah. It's not like questioning because like our whole whole culture is like questioning, you know, we're always just like, ah, and so it's like, how do you discern? You know, and I think that's, I'm so happy that that resonated just because of the impact, you know, it can have on you. But also that is, there is a certain amount of like a validation because that is what I'm trying to help people do with my work is, is Mm -hmm. help understand that. I think ultimately the true definition of health is some version of that. It's settling Mm -hmm. into your being so that Mm -hmm. you can, like you said, discern, you can decide, you can prioritize, you can, you can build a life that is in alignment with you and your values and not feel like you're constantly having to give your power away to stay safe and stay secure and be enough. Like, like you mentioned. So thank you for reflecting that back. Oh gosh, I love that so much. Well, and I think this conversation, you know, about earthing and, you know, and earthing makes it sound of course, like real hippie, which I'm here for. I mean, I'm all about, I mean, (laughs) that brings me great joy. But that being said, I think we can all relate to that idea of feeling grounded, you know, feeling grounded in who you are, in where you are and sort of your place in the world. I mean, those are things that we're always looking for. I think feeling grounded in those three things, who you are, where you are and your place in this whole world is 
is like the biggest goal. And I, I honestly, I don't think you can feel settled or fulfilled or true joy if you don't feel grounded in those three areas. And so we're always like looking for ways to sort of achieve that. A lot of us are, you know, misguided in terms of looking at external things when we need to be looking more for the internal things, but being grounded simply just means, you know, when you're touching the earth and you're sitting with your feet on the ground, not only are you getting that, that scientifically proven charge that's connecting to your body that just puts your body right in line with the planet, which is, you know, our home and where we're meant to be. But, but it also helps you just feel like connected to something. And I don't know. And that, I think that's why I love gardening so much. You know, I've talked about that before too, but there is something to me, and I'm sure this is part of the process, Annalisha, when you think about it, if I'm touching plants, Mm -hmm. I'm grounding, Mm -hmm. like I'm grounded Mm -hmm. to the earth. I'm, the plant is connected to the earth. I think it's like sort of the same. And there, and that is where that calming factor comes in, where I can just sit and observe and touch plants and feel like all is right. I I just feel like, okay, I get it. And I feel simultaneously significant and Mm. insignificant, which is like very Mm. calming. Oh, well said. I love that so much. Yes. Yes. That's I so like good. That. I think, yeah, the significance is good because you feel like you're a part of something, but the yeah. insignificance then just takes the pressure off. Yes. Yes. We put so much pressure on ourselves and it's impossible yeah. to settle into your own being with that pressure. Like it's mm-hmm. impossible, you know, and I just love that you brought up the word grounding because a lot of people do call earthing grounding and it doesn't mm-hmm. matter what you call it. Um, For sure. But I think about that, you know, I always, for me, when I feel grounded, it's like somehow that energy around my head, you know, like, just think of like, when we're like, trying to decide something, and we have all this pressure, and we're like, ah, I have so much to do, it just feels like there's just like this cloud around your head, where when you feel grounded, it feels like somehow that cloud has just been brought in. And it's like in your solar plexus, you you know what I mean? And you're just like, okay, there isn't there is a significance there, there's a power there, like you're saying, but there isn't the pressure. And so I think, I think that paradox that you just spoke to is so powerful. Having significance while feeling insignificant is this beautiful blend that allows us to then be who we're intended to be. Oh my gosh. What's going to happen when we come out with a line of t-shirts with yeah. all these things on them, Annalisha? <laughs> it's going to be unbelievable. It's going to be unreal. It's, it's, there's going to be all these shirts. We're going to wear them. We're going to have it. mugs. We're going to have like, I don't know. We'll, we'll have all sorts of stuff. It'll be just so great. It'll be really wonderful. I know. I love all of these things because I think all of that really resonates. I want to go back to childhood when we're having this conversation because mm-hmm. of course I have three tiny humans that are mm-hmm. everywhere and you know, their instinct to go barefoot is mm. so fun. And I have a rule where <laughs> this is my rule with my kids, Annalisha. I'm always, I'm either like socks off or shoes on. This is how we roll because my kids love to like, they run around outside. I know they run around in their socks. And I'm like, do you guys think that socks grow on trees? Like, where do you think these socks come from? I have to go to the store and buy all these freaking socks because you guys run around in the yard with your socks on and then they get trashed and they get holes in them. So yeah. you have a socks off or shoes on rule. But I found myself even more saying, just take your socks off and go barefoot. And there is no time 
in life that I can think of going barefoot more than when I was a child. I mean, I was barefoot all the time and I remember a deep seated fear of those sticker weeds mm-hmm. that would grow in my parents' yard. Yes. And would be like running around playing yard games and then you would step in one and just be absolutely horrified. But I also remember as a kid, like my dad could not walk outside barefoot. Like it hurt mm-hmm. his feet. Yeah. And I've started to notice that a little bit with myself that like when I stand barefoot outside, I feel almost like too like vulnerable. And then as I was mm-hmm. researching earthing and grounding, I'm thinking, oh my gosh, like I've shooed myself away from the earth, literally S-H-O-E-D yeah. <laughs> because I've been wearing shoes for so long. Like what do yeah. you think about when you think about that? I know. Well, I think you're right on. I think kids kids can show us so much when it comes to health, right? If we just let them, uh, if we observe what is yes. just natural to them, there's so much they can teach us about what is truly healthy and what isn't. And, and I think, I think that's the case for a lot of adults in the Western world. We, I think you bring up a point of the vulnerability. Like there is that like, Oh my gosh, am I going to poke something? And, and, and there's a certain amount of risk, but I think the risk to reward is, is quite worth it. But I yeah. also think, and if you're standing in one spot, you're okay. Yeah, <laughs> you could just stand there. Yeah, you can. You know, it's like you can literally be at a picnic table and just take your sandals off and put them there while you eat. You know what I mean? It doesn't have to be yeah. this crazy thing. But I do think, I do think, what a lot of people don't realize in our culture is that be- being barefoot is very healthy. So what happens is the shoes that we use actually, most of them are pretty detrimental to our foot health. So we start to like our toes start to come together, our mm-hmm. arches start to fall. And then what happens is then we use shoes to try to correct it. So it's like, oh, if your arches fall, then get more arch support. The problem with that, though, is then our feet never have to correct that problem. And so just like any other part of our body, if our, you know, if our feet aren't asked to be strong, they start to become weak. And that can cause a lot of issues with foot health. But then also because our feet are the foundation of our body, those issues can work their way up our body. So going Mm -hmm. barefoot you know, you might have to start slowly if your feet really aren't used to it, but it is worth it to start to build the strength in your feet aside from just the grounding earthing effects as well. Okay. So imagine if you're outside and you're grounding and then you put those toe separator things in that you love so much, those like yoga toe deals that separate your feet and like spread out your toes. I mean, do you think you're like doing double duty there? This is, this is, look at you. You're like lighting up is the best idea ever. Yeah. And then you, you can, you know, yeah, I always tell people earthing or grounding, it's like killing two birds with one stone. You can just sit there, you can do work on your phone, you can paint your nails, and then you can add the yoga toe separator. <laughs> so now it's three birds with one stone. This is really good. Okay, yeah. so what do you think that we should do, though, in the winter, Annalisha? Mm. This is my big question because, yeah. you know, we li- you live in Minnesota, I live in Minnesota. I mean, it's covered with ice and snow, and frankly, the idea of standing out, I mean, I guess I could do it for a little bit, but there are certain times when it's real tough to get your feet on the ground. For sure. So one of my um, E180 members told me, um, she was the first one to tell me that concrete can be a conductor of this. Mm-hmm. Um, and she said that she heard that in cold climates like Minnesota, you can go in your, a basement and stand on concrete and get some of the similar benefits, um, which I wasn't aware of prior. So I, I think that's one option. But then oh, yeah, like, it might depend on your foundation setup. I think like, I think you're right. particularly I think in old houses, 
I am sure my house is built directly on the dirt. I mean, there's yeah. nothing fancy underneath it. That's a really great idea. You know, I and where so I have concrete is right in the wine cellar. That oh, the storage tough. room that Jay's been turning into a wine cellar. And so what I'm going to do is stand down there and open a bottle. Speaking of killing two birds with one stone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is perfect. This is That's a good over. idea. Um, yes, come over. Have some fermented fruit with me and we'll stand in the concrete. Sounds great. Um... <laughs> So the other option is there are these earthing mats that plug into your outlets. And so you can put them, I haven't tried them yet, but um, I'm thinking about getting one this winter. And so you can put them on your bed and sleep on them, or you Mm -hmm. can, you can get ones that you just stand on like while you're doing dishes, or you can put under a desk where you can put your feet on while you work. So I think that's a great option for cold climates. Yeah, I think so too. And that's what I got. So I just got for my birthday, my mom and my sisters got me the one that you lay on your bed. The problem is you have to make sure that you have a grounded outlet that you plug it into. Mm. And if you have an old house like me, I have, tra- I, we, we moved into this house and we had no outlet. We had all two prong outlets, like in wow. the entire house, Annalisha. Wow. It was unbelievable. Okay. And so when they put in the grounding outlet, you then have to, I think, have an electrician come in and like actually ground it to the ground. So I'm trying to figure I out see. if I can make that happen. But for most people who don't, you know, who aren't masochists who love to live in super old houses that are just otherwise known as money pits, you can, um, you can just plug yours right in and then be able to sleep on it and, um, and, and sit on it. And that's been, I think that's what's so interesting too. Or even the idea you're right of like, if you have a desk at work, plug mm-hmm. it in and then just take your shoes off underneath mm-hmm. your desk you know, and just make sure your feet are like, you know, smelling like some sort of yeah. peppermint or lavender and then <laughs> yeah. your coworkers will be totally fine with it. <laughs> and then you can experience that all the time. So at the, um, at the end of the challenge, then what has happened with people? Did they continue? Are they telling you that yeah. this is, you know, once you kind of do it for, cause I know I love you, you love that 21 day deal. It kind of helps you like to sort of establish a habit. Yep. Did it become something that most of them wanted to incorporate into their daily lives after? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It's even funny that you asked that because right now we're in the middle of a 21 day movement challenge and uh, people will still say like, I stretched outside. I did earthing <laughs> in the movement challenge. So, so they're still, they're still referencing earthing in this few months later, but for sure that it's definitely something I think similar to me, a lot of them just now feel a, a, the pull to go outside barefoot. And so yeah. it might not be something that we do every day, but I think like for me now, I, I do actually try to do it almost every day though, mm-hmm. but you know, the weather changed a little bit this week, but aside from that, it's been really nice. And so I have been continuing it for the most part daily. And I do think a lot of my members have felt that same pull. Yeah, I think so too. And I, I also like the idea of looking into more shoes, particularly for my kiddos mm. that would just like automatically ground them because, yes. um, you know, as we were talking about like things, you know, I was reading about like leather shoes and things like that, that are made mm-hmm. out of natural materials. Yeah. They're not going to block. I think I read Birkenstocks to mm. count because I think I they have just natural me. rubber and cork. And so yep. I don't know. I'm not a hundred percent on that, but, but looking into some of those more, those options where then when my, you know, my kids are outside all the time or they go out at school, it, it that's yes. the thing is the, the type of shoes. Yes. It would be nice to just sort of have that built in and um, and ready to go. And I've been kind of doing the same thing because even just going outside and sitting with the kids while they're playing, again, just making sure that you just slip your shoes off and just have yeah. your feet touch 
the ground. Or if I've been doing a call, mm-hmm. um, I'll sit outside, which I like to do anyway, and I just move it to where my feet can be bare on the grass. And I think, I do think there is something really to it that you feel just better about yeah. all sorts of things. And you know what I love about this too, Annalisha, is I mean, this is equal opportunity wellness, and it's very difficult to find that in the culture that we live in. I mean, there are lots of things that you can say, this would be, it's so great if you can like sit in a sauna, if you, Mm -hmm. and you know, or if you can like go to a yoga class, or if you can meditate, or if you can make sure that you're eating all organic. I mean, Mm -hmm. listen, I'm the first one to say like, I prioritize those things with my funds. And also very well aware that that's a privileged position to be in, to be able to have the funds to do that. And so this though... Any person can stand outside for five minutes barefoot. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. I mean, I think you bring up such a good point because I think we have gotten to a point in our Western culture where health, it seems to be really complicated, really expensive, really hard. And I I just think it's not true. (laughs) I, Mm -hmm. I think a lot of times, most of the time, health is simple. A lot of times it can be inexpensive if we're not doing like diet industry type things. And so I think retraining our mind to what health is, is really important. But I also think, you know, like you're alluding to realizing that there are certain things that we claim is a part of the wellness industry. There, there is privilege there and not everyone has access to that. And um, speaking of connectivity, we, I think, and speaking of redefining health, I think part of that is we need to include everybody in this and we need to be realizing we're all connected and how can we help each other all be healthy. So I think you bring up, I, I think that's such a great point. Yeah, it is. I, I think you're right. I, you know, and I, of course, I love like health and wellnessy things. And so I'm always mm-hmm. like listening to podcasts and stuff like this. And there's like one podcaster that I won't name, but I, and I do really love his content and I think it's so Mm -hmm. interesting, but he will, I mean, he goes on about like, okay, so I wake up, I meditate for 20 minutes. I make two smoothies. I take all these supplements. I go sweat for an hour and then I do my workout and I'm like, peace out, dude. Like I listen, I am here for this. I love all of this. I want to be doing this, but I have three children and a (laughs) full-time job. And like, unfortunately, my full-time job is not just me being well. My full-time job is producing things and like, I have to actually go to work. And so it can feel, I can imagine if I am hearing that content and sort of feeling overwhelmed, I always think like, okay, if I'm feeling overwhelmed and I'm in a position of privilege, Mm -hmm. how is anybody else even feeling like they can take one step forward? I I mean, when it feels like it's just completely overwhelming and, and clearly like the conversation that we're having is just take one step outside and stand outside and hearing that then how that can sort of build on itself, like hearing that feedback from your members of, okay, I was, I I made this one little change and I was all of a sudden sleeping seven to eight hours a night. Well, that's like game changer, Annalisha. I mean, because when people are then well rested, then, then it's like, it opens it up to, okay, now we can start to like make some progress here in feeling better because I don't think you can feel good if you're not rested. I don't think you can. It's so true. And and that's the thing. The, the, what what I find is there's a quote from my health coach training. Um, I went to the Institute for Integrative Nutrition and, um, Mm -hmm. it goes, go slow to go fast. And I love that so much because what I find is baby steps typically are the things that ripple and, and 
paradoxically cause the most impact. So like you're saying, it's like earthing helps somebody sleep better, but that sleep, they didn't realize that maybe that connectivity was causing them not to sleep, but suddenly they're sleeping seven to eight hours a night. And now, like you said, game changer. And so, Mm -hmm. and I think another big thing that you are alluding to that I think we need to really be mindful in our culture about is a lot of quote unquote wellness experts, like you said, they have made their job wellness. And Mm -hmm. so there is there's a there's some there's a something there to be aware of I think for all of us of like what they can do is different than what the quote unquote average person can do and right. um I I think that needs to that in the thought process of health that needs to be brought in so we realize that that isn't always healthy <laughs> a lot of the things we turn you know label as healthy in our culture um they aren't just automatically healthy because that label is given to them so starting yeah. to just discern those things i think is important so that everybody can figure out what they need to do with the baby steps they need to take to to feel better oh my gosh i love that so much i honestly think that's even like a conversation that we need to have on a future episode which mm-hmm. is navigating the world of wellness because yeah. I will find myself doing this too, where I'm going, well, I I have to remind myself that they have made a career out of being well and showing that and that that's not everybody's career. And so, and you don't have to make it a career in order to be well, and you shouldn't Mm -hmm. have to like, let's look at the, let's look at the history of humankind. When we talk about, you know, let's, let's like wrap this into what we talked about at the beginning, which is ancient cultures kind of intuitively yeah. knowing that this was the way that we needed to live that, but then there were all sorts of, you know, nobody then was like a wellness expert. I mean, you had like yeah. one person in the community who was the, the medicine person or that, you know, the person that you went to, it's not like everybody, everybody else had to do everything else. I mean, we all, we all have to be like yeah. doing other things. There's other important things. <laughs> yes. It's so, yeah. It's like, and I say this not because I was there. Why did I start being a Pilates instructor at at 19? I started because I w- had a poor definition of health and I wanted, I just wanted to be thin myself and I didn't know how to work it all in. So yeah. I don't say this to beat up any other wellness instructors, but I also sometimes know the thought process behind it and it isn't always healthy. And I think health at its ultimate is, um, as Joshua Rosenthal says, it's a vehicle, not a destination. And so when we make it a destination, it it just, everything gets off. And then we aren't considering all the holistic aspects of life and the community. And so I I just think it's important for us all to realize the right use of health. Um, Mm -hmm. And, and then, and then we can all take care of each other. We can take care of other aspects of life without neglecting really important things. Yeah, it's, that's really beautifully said. And it is about like getting that back to basics thing because I do, I think you're right that we can get into this sort of wellness space where we're like, okay, well, if I can just, if I can buy the sauna and Mm -hmm. buy the unlimited pass to the yoga place and buy Mm -hmm. all the supplements and take all these things and do all these things, then it's like, I'll be healthy and then Mm -hmm. I'll be super healthy. And then if, Mm -hmm. and if I'm this size and if I look like this, then I'll be healthy. And all that is, is trying to obsessively control. Yeah what we don't need to control. And again, that reminder of just like getting back to the super basics, just put your feet on the ground, settling into your being that that's where true wellness comes from. It's, it's almost like, I mean, 
it's like hijacking the idea of wellness and turning it again into an industry, which is like, is there anything more American than that, Annalisha? I mean, (laughs) this is like, oh my good God almighty. I I mean, it's so true. It's such another commentary on our culture that we take everything and, and I think consistently reminding ourselves of that, that we are, we are salmon swimming upstream in, in this culture that we live in, if you're trying to just get back to basics and you're trying to remember that simple is better, that slow is better, that more is not better, that those are the things. And, and this all goes back to that idea of grounding and earthing because it's just, it is the most simple. There's, there's no money to be made. It's, it just takes a few minutes and that's the antithesis of what everybody everywhere is trying to sell you. Yes. Beautifully stated. It's good stuff. Boy, Mm -hmm. this is really nice. After we wrap up this conversation, I'm going to go stand outside and I'm going (laughs) to take my sneakers off and, um, and I'm just going to stand out there and I hope that everybody does it. Maybe while you were listening to this podcast, a lot of people tell us that they listen to the podcast while they're out for a walk or whatever. Hmm. Maybe you were just inspired to like sit down on a bench and just take your shoes off for a couple of minutes. Yeah. And I think that that's just such a beautiful thing to work in. And I would love to hear the feedback like Annalisha has been hearing from her E180 members about her challenge and about sort of how you integrated that into your life. Okay. So now people are going to go, well, if Annalisha has these challenges, how do, what, what if I want to get in on these? Okay. So give us the dish. Let's remind everybody how they can connect with you, how they can be part of your community, because I just always think that's so important. Yeah. Thank you. And and just the walk thing, oftentimes right after a walk is when I do my earthing. So I think, so just like, I'll get home, just take my, my um, tennis shoes off, sit by a tree for a little bit. And sometimes like I'm, you know, super Zen and I'll, I'll meditate. And then sometimes I'll just scroll Instagram. So (laughs) give yourself permission to do whatever you want when you earth. Um, Okay. So, so my E180 community is really, it's all about what we were talking about. It's about how do we need to think different so we can each of us settle into our being and then discern baby step by baby step, what steps each of us need to take to be healthier because it's, it's mm-hmm. such an individual journey. And so what I try to help do, people do is not only become stronger in body, but also mind. So I have given, um, if, if you're interested in that, you can go to exercise180.com forward slash join dash now, and it gives you all the information about my membership. It includes a, a, a course, a six module course that helps literally, literally it's just to help people think better. Um, so I have mm-hmm. different frameworks of, of how, um, we can all process life in different ways so that we can actually be moving forward. Um, with whatever goals we have instead of staying stuck. And this is a course that I taught um, live. So there was set, six women there. So you not only get me teaching, but you also get the conversation that these brilliant women had about the yeah. teaching. Um, then I have a private podcast as well, where conversations like this continue. Sometimes they're just um, audio messages for me about uh, answering a, a member's question. Sometimes there's guests that come on and are interviewed. Um, members also get access to my online studio, which has 100 plus different workout videos, uh, specifically yoga and Pilates. And then mm-hmm. finally, the private Facebook group, which is where we do the challenges. And so we do these, typically they're 21 day challenges, sometimes seven day challenges where we add in something um, that's, so I'm not, I'm not a big fan of depriving as right. a way to be healthier. So I always like to add mm-hmm. in something. Um, and so we practice adding in different things that can make a big difference, like so, so if you're, if your listeners are interested, I have a code that I've activated for them. I'll keep it active through October. It's BTTN. Ooh, 
So all caps, BTTN as in best of the nest. It'll give them $100 off on the membership. Oh, my gosh, Annalisha. That's so nice. Thank you so much. So use that code BTTN at exercise180.com forward slash join now, right? Join dash now. Yep. Join dash now. Join dash now. We'll get that all linked up for you. We'll put that in the show notes as well. And and this was really great. Thank you so much. I know Marjorie is so sad that she couldn't join us, but no. she, I'm sure she'll get her feet on the ground too after she listens to this. Yeah. And it's just, it's a really, this is a conversation I wanted to have and I'm so glad that we were able to make it work today. Thanks for having me. Yay. If you're enjoying this podcast, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Give us a review at Apple Podcasts. We love that too. And you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Best to the Nest. Don't forget to go to spoonfuloffaith.com. Pick up your Best to the Nest print. That's our collaboration with Gina Holiday, the amazing artist behind Spoonful of Faith. And you can have a friendly reminder in the form of a beautiful piece of original art from Gina uh, in your home that will remind you to bring your best to the nest every single day. We are the podcast that brings you home. To be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the Sleep Number Bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, my Sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher. And did you know 8 out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples, temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 Smart Bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed. Plus, special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.